The Word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the Word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our Saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's Word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, we, we do not deserve your kindness to us. We thank you for our salvation. We thank you, Lord, that you have come to make yourself known to us. We thank you, Lord, for every provision and every kindness that you have put upon our lives. We thank you for our families, our loved ones. We thank you for being able to come into this place to freely worship you this morning. We thank you, Father, that you have been good to us. Father, we stand with our brothers and sisters around the world, those who are facing such turmoil. We pray for them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray firstly that their faith would be strong. We pray for protection and safekeeping over their lives. We pray, Father, that you would hold them in your arms, that you would raise them up and strengthen them. Father, we pray for peace. We pray for an end to hostilities. But Father, most of all, we pray, let the glory of your name be made known. That Father, that those who do not know you will come to know you. And that, Father, that those who at the moment are facing an eternity without you will find you and find salvation that only you can bring. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would breathe your peace over the world and you would breathe your peace and your presence over our lives. Be near to each one of us, Lord, and strengthen us and help us, Lord, to be able to pray. Help us to be able to intercede for the things that we read about, for the things that we see on our television screens. Father, we just surrender ourselves to you and ask for your help in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just want to say this first of all. I want to say this to you. Be aware. Okay. Don't, don't be afraid of what you see on the TV. God is in control. The thing with this book is, and I don't know whether you've read this, it has a beginning and it has an end. Okay. And the end is great because it takes the people of God to be with him. There's an awful lot that happens about sin and how that's overcome and how Jesus overcomes that on the cross. But how we need to live for him. And when the days get dark, as they seem to at the moment, then that is so important. Because people need to be able to see the light through the people of God. So that's where we come in. Our job is to shine as lights for him so that he can see so others who don't know God can see his light in us. That, that's so important. But in this story, God is going to do something amongst the nations to shake the nations so that they realize that they have been ignoring him for so long. So part of what's happening at the moment is, is God's work because he wants to shake the nations. He wants, to, he wants people to understand that he is real. And here we are in church, and we're all saying, yeah, we know he's real, okay? I know, because it happens in my life, and therefore it must happen in your lives too. There are days when he doesn't seem that real. 
There are days when God seems as though he disappoints us because he doesn't do what we're asking him to do. But he is real. And our job is to keep surrendering to the reality of who he is. And keep bringing ourselves to him. And keep asking him, Lord, please, continue to do your work in, our, in my life. Never be afraid of going before God and telling him the reality of your life. Lord, I'm finding it difficult to know you. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. Sin has come upon me. If you remember when we've been preaching about the Beatitudes, the whole of the beginning of what Jesus was talking about is he wants to bring his people to a point of understanding you can't do it in your own strength. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to say to them, listen, if you're going to get hold of everything else I'm going to teach you, and there's a whole long sermon which we're trying to get through, which we've been looking at over the last few weeks. But if you're going to get through that, if you're going to understand that, you need to understand this. There's a spiritual poverty in your life, and you need to accept it and own up to it. You know, It's not like, oh, I'm spiritually poor, but I mustn't let anybody else know. I find it difficult coming towards God. I find it sometimes I, I don't connect with him very well, but I don't want anybody else to know because they'll think I'm rubbish. Listen, we need to accept there is a spiritual poverty in us, and that should make us go to God and say, God, help me with this. All I can see within me is that I find it difficult. I need your help. That's where Jesus is coming in. He's coming in saying, like, please, will you be like this? Please, will you take this understanding? Please, when you see sin in your lives, I want you to be those who mourn. Blessed are those who mourn. When we looked at it, it wasn't about the fact of them losing loved ones. It's the fact they see, oh my goodness, there's still this wretched, sinful behavior within me. Where can I go to? Paul says it like this, what a wretched man I am. When he sees it in his life, what's going on with me? What a wretched man that I am, he says. Who will save me from this body of sin? Thanks be unto God through Jesus Christ. You see, we have to turn to look to him. And that's what Jesus is saying constantly through these things. We want you to pursue. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You know, there is a sense in which you're looking at yourself thinking like, what is happening with me? When am I ever going to stop? This behavior. When am I ever just going to be generous and giving to everybody as God is? And loving everybody as God does. Not being judgmental. Not being critical. Not being selfish. Not being prideful. Which is the stuff that comes out of our sinful behavior. Aren't you grateful that Jesus came to deal with sin? When you read the papers and you're seeing it. Vladimir Putin doesn't sit there and think of himself as a sinner, but you see the actions that he's walking in is bringing darkness into the land. Jesus came to set men like him free. We want to judge him. Jesus came to save him. That is what God is like. He's come to rescue. He's come to save. He's come to redeem. He's come to set free. That is what he's come to do. And he's come to do it in every person and for every person. Now, whether every person will accept it or not, we know that there's differences in that. But we, the people of God, need to understand he is for us, not against us. He has given us salvation. 
And even if we've only tasted it, well, I've begun to taste that. We need to say to God, please, Lord, help me to taste more and more. Help me to understand you more and more. Help me to walk in this more and more, that my life may shine for you wherever I go. And we need to be ready to be able to tell other people of the hope that is within us. The hope isn't that, you know, for, well, we don't know what's going to happen. The hope isn't that we're never going to die, okay? The hope is that should we die, however that may be, or when we die, however that may be, we go to be with him in his presence forever where there is no sin, where there is no suffering, where there is no sickness. That is the glorious hope that we hold on to. And you know what? Nobody can take it away from us because it's inside. And it's renewed within us. That vision, that understanding is renewed by the work of the Holy Spirit in us. And how grateful we should be for that. And how much we need to pray and seek God that he would help us to grow in this day by day in all that he is doing. Hallelujah. Okay, well I'm not going to preach on this message today because even though the message is entitled, Don't Worry. Don't Worry. But that's okay because we can work on that and we can look at that next week and we can uh, do a little bit more on that next week. The reason why we shouldn't worry is simply because of this. Because Jesus tells us to keep our eyes on him. We have a tendency to worry. Do you you have a tendency to worry? Perhaps not put your hands up, okay? Because obviously we don't want the one or two. We don't want all of us to suddenly, oh yes. We have a tendency to worry. Let me just tell you this a little bit because this will encourage you. The Bible talks about two types of worry. One type of worry it says is actually okay for us to have. And the other type of worry says, no, that's not what we should have. But we get muddled up in those things. We are told that it's good to worry about how close we are walking with Jesus. And we even read of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, well, he never worried. No, it says of him he had a constant concern for all of the churches that he was involved with. Constant concern. So if you like, you could say Paul was a worrier. But that's the sort of thing that God understands we have concerns. God understands we have worries. God understands that you're looking after your family, your children, you have concerns. He understands that. But he doesn't want you to worry about the provision that only he can bring. In fact, what he says is, is, is I want you to consider the birds of the air. The birds of the air. The trouble with us is we don't actually take much time out to consider these things. Why is that? Well, it's because we're worrying. We're spending all our time worrying. We're spending all our time busying ourselves with life. We don't often get the chance just to stop. And what God says is, I want you to stop. Stop. And will you consider the birds of the air? Have you thought of the birds of the air? Well, sometimes we think, I haven't even stopped. It doesn't mean that we're all going to be bird watchers. I'm not saying that. It's that he wants you to notice this. Listen, when you think about the birds of the air, they're out there from day to day, pecking at the table. Maybe even if you're a generous person or a kind person to birds, you might be putting some food out for them. Not for the foxes. Gosh, we've got too many foxes. For the birds. But God says this. He says, well, who feeds them? Do they go to work? Do do they have barns where they store up? Do they go to the local Tesco's for birds? Or wherever it might be? No. Well, who provides for them? God provides for them. 
God provides for them. In fact, in the Bible, it's that Jesus says, your heavenly Father provides for them. And he says it like that because what he's trying to say is like, oh, your heavenly Father. Listen, I'm looking after the birds, but when it comes, I'm your Father. I care for you more than I care for the birds. If I'm caring for them, can you not get it into your, this is not what Jesus says, but it's almost like he says, can you not get it into your thick skulls that I care for you too? But that's not the amplified version. <laughs> but you understand the point I'm making, or the point that Jesus is making. Listen, will you open your eyes and see what is going on around you? And will you take note of the fact that the birds are being looked after day by day? So will you please stop worrying? Will you draw yourselves in towards God and allow him to do his work in your life? And he goes on to say, not only about worrying about the birds, he says, oh, and by the way, can you just think about the, the lilies of the field, the flowers of the field? And you know what? You might have at some stage walked past a field where there's corn growing or something like that and you've got poppies in amongst their wildflowers, that type of thing. I know they're not necessarily lilies and maybe this isn't just referring to lilies. But the point is this. If you ever stop and look at flowers, you think like, they are magnificent. How do you, that, that design, that color. And even some flowers have got more than one color or it's a fading color. or There's, there's, little, there's so much intricacy and Jesus says this, listen, can you just see that? He says, look, even Solomon with all the magnificence of his wealth was not arrayed as beautifully as they are. That doesn't mean to say that he didn't have a flower dress to put on. It doesn't mean that. It means that, look, actually when you look at them, the quality of how they're presented is far above even what Solomon could do. And yet think of this. The flower is alive one moment and dead the next. Like, why put all that effort into something that literally lasts just for a few days? Hello? Can you get it into yourselves? I am your heavenly Father. I care for you. That's the message that Jesus is bringing. And he's saying, in the light of that, I don't want you to worry. In fact, look, you're, it's a sin for you to get into all of that worry. You basically are saying, God doesn't care. God isn't concerned. That's what you're... Now, I know we don't go around saying that, and we don't think that. What we do, the thing is like, I'd like to spend some time thinking about God, but you don't understand. I've got so much to worry about. I've got this going on. I've got that going on. I've got the kids. I've got this. I've got the house. I've got that's just broken down. My, my dishwasher's just broken or whatever it might be. All the things that I, I remember that from you, Charlotte. Um, but I think you've got a new one now, haven't you? Yeah, there you go. That's all right. All of those things that become part of our lives, okay, which are relevant. Look, God knows about them. And you know what? Sometimes he sends those things to test you because he wants to know this. Are you still worrying? Or have you learned the lessons that I taught you? Interestingly, and I will finish with this, and this is basically the message, so you've got a very short version. <laughs> the disciples, our 12 disciples, so those 12, they were part of the disciples who were listening to this whole message that Jesus was preaching on this mountainside. So, okay, they're listening to this, and they've heard the Beatitudes, and they've heard about the laws, they've heard about those things, so they've been listening to all of those factors, okay, and uh, don't worry, it's coming back. They're listening to all of those factors. They're hearing what Jesus is saying. 
And now they're being told not to worry. Okay, and they've been told, hey, and there might have even been some birds around. Hey, look at the birds, don't forget, they, they're getting fed all the time. Look at the flowers of the field, don't forget, they're here one minute, gone the next, but God is taking care of them. And if he's doing that for them, how much more will he do for you? So please, will you stop worrying about your lives, of what you should eat or what you should drink? Will you get your focus off your worries and onto me? Is what Jesus is saying. And then he went on to say some other things, which we'll perhaps look at a little bit next week. But you know what it's like when somebody says something to you and then they want to say, like, I wonder if they heard that message. I was thinking about this, and this is all happening in Matthew. So 5, 6, and 7 is where we've got this Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 8. We've got them, and Jesus is saying to the disciples, he's been doing some more miracles, he's been healing a few people, and now he says to them, guys, get in the boat, we're going across the lake. So they get in the boat... Jesus is tired because he's had a bit of a rough day. He falls asleep in the boat. The others, and don't forget they are fishermen and they know exactly what they're doing. They're rowing across the boat. They're rowing the boat across the, across the lake, river, whatever it is. Anyway, look, they're rowing and they're in a boat. Okay, that's where they're going. So they're going, everything's going, and a storm comes up. And the storm is so violent that the waves are starting to lap up and come over the side of the boat. Now, I don't know how many of you are sailors here, but I know this. Water in the boat, not a good idea. Okay, I know that much. It's not a good idea. And these guys knew that. And these guys who were seasoned professionals were panicking because there was a lot of water and there was a big storm and it was coming up over the sides. But you see, they'd forgotten the message that Jesus had spoken of. Come back to the situation. Jesus is asleep, so they come to him. In actual fact, I think it's Mark's gospel or Luke's gospel. One of the stories of this account actually says this is what they said to Jesus. Waking him up. Don't you care? Don't you care? Look at what's going on. Don't you care? Imagine saying that to the Son of God. Jesus gets up. He says to them, O ye of little faith. And he'd said the same thing, incidentally, on the Sermon on the Mount when he's talking to people. Look, the problem with you is you've got little faith. I'm telling you, you keep worrying when you've got to keep your eyes on me. Here they are in this boat, difficult situation. Everything should be panicking. <gasps> Look at the storm. Look at the waves. Everything's going on. Help, what is happening here? Yes, they're worried and they're displaying their worry. But Jesus just says to them, oh, you of little faith. Because he's saying, haven't you learned the lesson that you need to learn look the storms of life are going to happen to every one of us we read in our papers this week the storms of life are happening around the world and we feel shaken by them God hasn't changed he hasn't left your side he is for you not against you he is your heavenly father he is there to help your life and to provide for you what our job is to do is this is to look to him and to put our confidence in him Remember the birds? Here, he's providing for them. Remember the flowers? Yes, he's looking after them. He's dressing them. He's arraying them in that much beauty. If he does that for those relatively insignificant things, then you who are far more important than that, he is watching out for you. Now, I know in our minds, our minds want to control things. And our minds say, oh, yes, but I want you to do this. I, if you only... 
Because we want to control the situation. We need to learn this. You are not in control. You're following what his plans are. And the more we surrender to his plans, the more we find freedom in what he wants to do. So can you just hear that message? That's what Jesus is preaching on this sermon on the mount. This is what he's saying. He's saying, don't worry. Don't worry. I've got things. Come and look to me. And find strength in me. We'll look at it a little bit more next week. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning. Or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.